It's the Sports Talk, live from Merrimack Radio, WMCK, with your host, Harrison Chase. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack College Radio, WMCK. If you ever take a comment, feel free to call in by dialing 978-296-3245. That's 978-296-3245. Well, lots to talk about today after the conference championship games yesterday between the Philadelphia Eagles and the San Francisco 49ers, as well as the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals. Also, the Boston Bruins with the best record in hockey, losing three straight games in a row, and the Celtics losing three straight games as well last week until going into a controversial overtime and getting back into the win column against LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers. Then we can touch on the New England Patriots and what they've done since they've been in uh, off-season mode, as well as the other failing franchise in New England, the Boston Red Sox. And the long await is over for sports betting in Massachusetts starting tomorrow. Sports gambling will be legal in Massachusetts, and the sports book will open up at Encore Boston Harbor just in time for the Super Bowl and March Madness. Aside from sports, I do have a uh, personal career update. Last week, I started an, in- an internship with the sports department at 7 News in Boston on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I look forward to learning the TV side of things in the months ahead. And I'd like to uh, specifically thank sports director Joe Amersino and executive sports director Kuhn Lamb uh, for making this experience happen for me. So with that, I'll open up the phone lines for all of your wonderful calls, 978-296-3245. That's 978-296-3245. In the meantime, starting off with the NFL playoffs and conference championship weekend, the Philadelphia Eagles beating down on the San Francisco 49ers 31-7. The 49ers entered this game with 23-year-old third-string quarterback Brock Purdy. And early in that game, Purdy would be injured. And fourth-string quarterback Josh Johnson would have to come in and try to save the day. But then Johnson would end up getting injured and sent into concussion protocol in a similar hit that occurred to Miami Dolphins quarterback Tua Tagovailoa. So with that, the 49ers were forced to put Brock Purdy back in, who had told his head coach Kyle Shanahan earlier in that game he isn't able to throw the ball more than 5 to 10 yards. Now moving on to the AFC Championship game between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals. What a game it was coming down in the final few seconds tied at 20-20. And the Bengals player Joseph Ose was called for a late hit out of bounds against Patrick Mahomes to move the ball up into makeable field goal territory and allow kicker Harrison Bucker to kick a 45-yard field goal to send the Chiefs to the Super Bowl against the Philadelphia Eagles on February 12th at State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona. Now with news on the New England Patriots and their coaching situation, the first week of the offseason, there was a press release from the Patriots saying that they are moving on from offensive coordinator Matt Patricia and quarterbacks coach Joe Judge in those specific roles. Then the Patriots would end up carrying out offensive coordinator interviews, and the one we were all talking about is the possibility of Billy O'Brien, Andover native, coming back as offensive coordinator, and it comes out that the Patriots would interview him, and then a few days later, announced O'Brien as not only the offensive coordinator, but also the quarterback's coach, leaving Matt Patricia and Joe Judge without specific jobs. Those two haven't been fired, they haven't been relieved, they haven't left. However, we don't really know what they're doing. 
Um, so interesting, you know, situation uh, with that. Um, some speculation uh, around the organization uh, is that Matt Patricia's uh, days here are numbered in New England um, as his contract with the Panthers has expired. And as you all know, the Patriots, you know, like, you know, like people to come in for the cheap, etc. And, you know, and, and not, you know, have to pay and, and all that stuff. And so it's going to be interesting to see what happens moving forward here as Matt Patricia would have to sign a contract uh, with the New England Patriots. So very interesting situation uh, as far as that goes. Uh, digging in further, though, uh, with the Boston Bruins, they're coming off of three straight losses, uh, all starting last week um, with the Tampa Bay Lightning losing three to two, and then to the Carolina Panther, the uh, Carolina Panthers, no Florida, uh, Florida Panthers. I'm sorry, thinking football here, losing to them four to three in overtime on Saturday, and then losing again uh, yesterday against the Carolina Hurricanes. Four to one. So the Bees are back in action on Wednesday against the Maple Leaves and then again on Saturday at home, ending that five-game road trip, coming home on Saturday to play the Capitals. And then we'll uh and then I believe they're off for about yeah, they're off for three days. Um which might be the, the all-star break. I don't I don't know, but uh, just something to keep in mind there. They're off for a few days, uh, few days there. So, but anywho, you know, like I have said in previous shows, both the Celtics and the Bruins are in the positions where they can lose a few games in a row and they'd be okay uh, because of you know how how long you know how um, how far along the road they are, if you will, and ahead. You know, the Bruins are thirty-eight and seven, and so. You know they're in clear of of a lot of, um, of of a lot of teams. Um, but with that though, let's bring in our first caller of the day, Ray from Methuen. Ray, what's going on today? Harrison, how are we doing today? Doing good. Well, um, I want to talk about that game, uh, but uh, you know it seems that the referees simply wanted Kansas City to win that game. They missed a lot of calls as far as uh, the uh, uh, the Kansas City Royal, uh, Kansas City Royals, the Kansas City Chiefs were concerned. They had a number of blocks in the back on, on some of those runbacks, which were never called. But yet, uh, some ticky tacky uh, little uh, touches by by. Uh, by uh, Cincinnati, and they were throwing that flag. So it, you know, it, it was just terrible, just terrible. The uh, officiating for that game. Even though, even though that was the closer game, you still, you know, didn't like it. I mean, I get it. The you know, the officiating was terrible. But you have the other game between the Eagles and the Forty ers uh, You know, basically a blowout after you know Brock Purdy got injured, and. You know, then, you know, in my eyes, at least that game was close. I get it. The referees didn't do a good job, but at least it was close. Well, it was close, but uh, 
it was just a terribly officiating. And that phantom uh, whistle for that third down play where they awarded Mahomes uh, and, and the Chiefs an additional down. I mean, that was horrible. That was horrible. What's his name? Tony Romo. And, and he he basically made up for it. Well, not him. Uh, Seratov, the, the official on duty. He, he made up uh, some type of an excuse. Oh, yeah, there's the official over there on his replay. Yeah, he's blowing the whistle now, but you can't hear it because of the noise in the stadium. That's a bunch of baloney. So what's what's worse, Ray? Was it the was it the game last night with the Bengals and and the Chiefs, or was it this weekend between the Boston Celtics and the Los Angeles Lakers in the no foul call against LeBron James, which also not only is a is a which probably should have been a foul, um, also would have been should have been a travel. So it, you think of it, both of those things offset. And kind of force it into overtime. But I don't like, I mean, you know, I think the referees made made the right call there, not calling it a foul. Because you can't end the game. Like, you're going to let LeBron James go to the free throw line and try and, you know, win the game by, you know, just, you know, shooting a foul shot. A game to that magnitude should not be decided by, you know, a foul shot coming down to the last seconds. You know, just, uh, you know, on a, on a ticky-tack type of foul. I mean, I always say... You know, the you know these guys complain, they cry about all this stuff, and we certainly saw the crybaby show from LeBron James uh, after that call. But I well, mean, grow up! You're been, professional they, athletes. They You're professional him. athletes. They should have teed, teed him up. Him You're right. right. They should have teed him up. Yeah, they tee that up Beverly, horrible. who went to go get the camera and show the referee, which he should have been teed up. He got teed up. He's gonna get fined for it. Oh, well, I did get teed up. Right, he did get teed up. He he's he'll get fined for it by the NBA and LeBron James should have been teed up as well for that. Absolutely, he should have been teed up. Uh, he, LeBron James is nothing but uh, a crybaby. Listen, Tatum is a crybaby himself. But that's where the league's at nowadays LeBron with these guys, really though. Takes it to to the other uh, levels. He should have, not only should he have been teed up, but he should have been thrown out of the overtime. All right, let them let them uh, play it out as far as the regulation. But at, but at the tee him up as soon as the, uh, the overtime starts, as they did with Davis. Was it Davis? Uh, who, uh, Anthony Davis? Who uh, showed the camera? No, Beverly. Beverly did. Oh, Beverly, okay. All right, but but that should have been that should have been automatic an automatic T. And for the way LeBron acted, he should have been eliminated from the overtime. I don't know if but I would go that out, far. He himself eliminated himself from the overtime because he played like <coughs> like garbage. Yeah, I wouldn't you go know, that he, far he to say that LeBron should have been. I, I wouldn't go that far to say LeBron should have been eliminated from the overtime, but he most definitely should have gone and teed up there. He, he's a crybaby. He's a crybaby. And both he and Davis are, are, uh, are not playing in their next game. Come on. Well, but but that these also... Guys, but that's supposed to be professional? 
Yeah, but that's a different discussion, Ray, that we can bring up. And I would actually say that that is quite responsible of the Lakers to do because the Celtics aren't doing that. They're they're not giving Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum the days off that they're going to need. And same for even the Boston Bruins. They're not giving their guys the days off that they need. And yeah, both teams are, you know, are in the lead of, of, of both sports. And they're the best team in the sport. But you know what? If they're not going to be 100% and, and if they're going to be tired and run out by playoff time, then what's all this really worth? You know, so much discussion about the Boston Bruins, um, you know, you know, beating the, the Montreal Canadiens, you know, record back in 19-whatever. And, you know, I, how good is that if they can't win the Stanley Cup? They're a Stanley Cup team. Don't make me wrong. I think the Celtics are, are an NBA Finals team. But how good are all these records and such if you don't win the championship that year? I, it, to to well, me, I they don't see, really mean I, anything. I want to see the Lakers just simply get stomped uh, if, if, in fact, they do make the playoffs. But, uh, you know, especially LeBron. He is such a crybaby. He is a prima donna who's out for nobody but LeBron. He has made millions and millions of dollars off the uh, off the people in the United States, and and he doesn't he doesn't respect he doesn't respect not only his team but he doesn't respect the fans that pay all that money to come and see him. And that, that that's my take on, on that. And, and you talk about the you talk about the Celtics giving the the players the the time off. Let me tell you, if I was a season ticket holder for the Celtics, and I went to a game and did not see Tatum or Brown or any of the uh, star players play because they're taking the day off, they're they're in civvies uh, along the uh, the end of the bench. I would be pretty ticked off. I would want my money back. I paid, and I'm paying their their uh, their salary. Yeah, I, I, so why should I be deprived of not seeing them? If they're injured, that's one story. But these guys, but you these would, guys are prima donnas. But what you have to do is, is one day you give Jalen Brown the, the day off, and the next you give Jason Tatum or something. You don't do it on the same night. But I do think there has to be so, there, there so is. I do think there's something to be said, Ray, that these players need a day off, and same for the Bruins. Because it comes down to them being healthy or not come the playoffs and if they're tired out or not. We're already seeing, you know, Jason Tatum having that wrist problem that basically, you know, really put him out of the NBA Finals. You know, I, I, I there is, I, 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 I get where you're coming. No, get out of here. I get where you're coming from. I get where you're coming from with the whole, you know, you're paying top dollar to go to the games. You want to see these players, but these, pl- these players can't be playing all these back-to-back nights. And, you know, I get it if, you know, every other day or whatever it is, you know, but, you know, it gets to a point where there's a lot of, you know, three straight games in a row, whatever it is, back-to-back-to-backs, whatever it is, you know, I think there is something to be said about giving these guys the day off, you know, to play healthy. I mean, you see Al Horford, for example. Al Horford doesn't play the second game of a back-to-back. And so that's fine. I, I think that's a great move. 
I'm not saying that has to happen with Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown, but I'm saying maybe the game after the two back-to-backs, yeah, maybe give him the day off. One of them. Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you. These, these, and you have to be strategic with it. It has to be to against the team. For that. And if they don't, then the Players Association has to do one thing. They have to shorten the season. But the greedy owners will not allow that. They want to take all the money away from you and me and all the other, uh, all the other fans who are paying the freight. They want to take it away. They jack up the prices of, of everything, whether it's parking around, uh, around the garden in, in Boston or uh, charging exorbitant prices for a watered-down uh, eight-ounce beer <laughs> coming out of the tap. I, it, it's crazy. The, these guys are just money-hungry. They're grabbing it. And you have to blame not only the, the owners, but they have to pay the players, and the players are getting paid ridiculous money. They will never spend that money, and their children and their grandchildren and their great-grandchildren will never spend the money these guys are making. It's just an ego thing on these players, and I'm talking across the board, all sports. <laughs> All right. They are simply they are simply grabbing the golden goods. I mean, I guess I can't blame them for that, but it's out there. But the money that they're receiving and the money that these are, these uh, owners are paying them, it's ridiculous. All right. Thanks, Ray, for calling in. I appreciate it. Okay. All right. So there's uh, Ray from Methuen uh, for you with a few takes. Uh, on the Boston, you know, on, on, on the Bruins, on the Celtics, on the game last night. All of that is on the table. Go ahead and call in 978-296-3245. That's 978-296-3245. Touch a little bit on the Bruins' uh, three-game losing streak and what they have coming up in the next week or so. Uh, let's touch a little bit on the Celtics because the Celtics themselves had a three-game losing streak as well before they had a win against the Los Angeles Lakers. They lost uh, to the Magic, 113-98. to Lost to the Heat, 98-95. Lost to the Knicks, 120-117. to And then, like I said, came back in that overtime win and beat the Lakers, 125-121. to uh, With that, let me go to Bob from Methuen. Bob, what's going on? Good evening, Harrison. How are you this evening? Doing well, doing well. How about you? I, I am doing so well. I was listening to my friend Ray, and he was a little heated up tonight. He's always heated up. You know, whether it's football or whether it's the Red Sox and John Henry, he's always heated up. But, you know, he knows what he's talking about. He, he does. Knew everything. But, but anyway, like you said earlier, Harrison... I'm I'm getting an echo on my phone. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, it could just be the uh, problem that was happening before. Uh, obviously, it, it isn't fixed yet, but uh, just tr- it's okay. Like you, like you said earlier, Harrison, the stage is set for Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, it should it should be an interesting yeah. one. 
Um, you know, I, I yeah. definitely didn't. I didn't. I personally didn't pick uh, both of the favorite teams to win. I, I actually had both the underdogs, the 49ers and the Bengals, going to the Super Bowl. Um, but, you know, I, I don't. Um, you know, I, I, I think it should so be a good I. game. Should be a good game between Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. It should be a good showdown there. I think so as well. I also was voting, well, rooting for the other two teams as well. But, you know, compared to last week, uh, these week's games were kind of boring. I mean, all four quarterbacks didn't really play that well. Yeah, no, nobody had like an amazing, um, an amazing game, if you will. I don't think any any more than a hundred yards passing on any one of those quarterbacks. Yeah, I don't I don't know the specific stats, but uh, it very might you know may be true. Yes, yes. Well, Harrison, I know you get a lot of list uh, a lot of people calling you, and all I want to say is I want you to wish you nothing but the best to you in your two nights in Boston on the radio in your. Harrison, you have a champion at what you do. Thanks, Bob. I appreciate it. All right, so there's uh, Bob uh, Bob from Methuen there uh, with a few takes on, on the Super Bowl stage being set, uh, like I said, on February 12th at State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona. Uh, about 25 minutes into the show here on the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimax Radio Station WMCK. You can call in 978-296-3245. That's 978-296-3245. You know, like I said, a little bit about the the Celtics there that, you know, they're on that. They had that three-game, you know, losing streak uh, until they kind of got saved by no whistle uh, on Saturday night. A little bit of uh, Ray and I talking about that. Uh, basically, LeBron James really upset that he wasn't able to get a uh, a foul there uh, on the last play of the game uh, that forced it into regulation. I mean, yeah, was there contact? Yes. Was it a flagrant? Was it crazy contact? No. Uh, you know, should have it been a foul? I don't know. Sure. It's just, you know, in that circumstance, you know, do you send a player to the foul line? That has to make, I believe, just one free throw to win the game. I I don't think that's the right move, you know, on something as light as that. And not only that, I, I especially don't feel as bad because LeBron James traveled in that final play. So, you know, for all you Lakers fans and all you Boston haters, let's call it even. Let's call it a scratch. You know, football, you know, oh, you know, the foul's offset. And they did. They basically did. Okay, so it went into overtime. Obviously, started off with with the Celtics going to the free throw line after the Beverly technical. Should have been another technical on LeBron James as well for him being, you know, the biggest crybaby in the world. And so, you know, it's it just I think that's what it's disappointing that this is what the world has come to, and the world of sports. Is that how it's just involved with all crybabies and all that baloney? And these guys don't get their way and they complain to the referees and, you know, they end up getting the technicals. 
Somehow LeBron James didn't get the technical technical there. I'm surprised. Uh, by the way, the the NF, um, the NBA officials um, did actually apologize for not calling uh, that a foul. Well, how about for not calling that a travel? So, like I said, like in football, offsetting penalties. You know, I don't feel bad. I really don't because you know LeBron traveled. And then he, um, you know, and then and then we had the foul by by Tatum. Uh, let's go to Derwin. Derwin, what's going on? Harrison, how are you, my friend? Doing good. So, I wanted to say this: the Patriots did something right. They finally got an offensive coordinator. It's like what took what took them so long? You know, now now the question is with them is is. Wow, who are they going to surround Mac Jones with? That's the question. You know, and are they going to surround Mac right. Jones? I mean, what do you think about these rumors, Derwin, about, you know, originally it was a possibility of Billy O'Brien going to Tampa Bay to try and keep Tom Brady in Tampa. And so there has to be some type of a connection there between Billy O'Brien and Tom Brady. And, you know, a lot of talk, I believe, last week uh, and a little bit of the week before was the possibility of Tom Brady coming back to New England if the Patriots hired um, Billy O'Brien as the offensive coordinator. I mean, what what are your what are your thoughts about that kind of opinion, that speculation that's kind of floating around there? Yeah, well, I'll, well, I'll tell you this: anything's possible, and I do, and I do think Brady wants to give it one more shot. I don't think he wants to retire until he he can. That he he can get, get that one more time within a Patriots uniform. Right. I don't think I don't think he's comfortable comfortable with what happened here. You know what I mean? And I don't think Bill is either. You know? And when, and if he does come back, maybe for for a couple of years or so, wouldn't it be something if Belichick breaks the record with Brady as his quarterback? I mean, that'd be sensational, sensational. Yeah. But but it does with, with Billy O'Brien hiring, it does help. It does help a little bit. You know. Yeah, definitely, and and he even I, I thought it was interesting. There were um, I I saw a tweet or something, a statement uh, from Tom Brady after him being asked a question about uh, about Billy O'Brien and and praised him, you know, re, you know, recognized the fact that you know Billy O'Brien wants to win as much as they want to win, and and that's Tom Brady respects that. Obviously, Tom Brady wants to win. He's there to win, not you know come in last place. And and you know what? If you don't win. You you are you do come in last place, so um, you know I I, I do I, I do think I do think um, you know there's that I I do think there's that possibility you know do I think it's going to happen I don't know but you know I think it does help that um, Robert Kraft and Jonathan Kraft are obviously have their hands in the pot over there in Gillette um, you know coming up with that statement saying that you know we'll be conducting uh, offensive coordinator. Uh, interviews basically saying, "Hey, Matt Patricia, you're out as offensive coordinator." Um, so I, you know, I think I think we're in for an interesting off season. But you know, does do you think the Patriots maybe say, "Listen, let's go all in, let's stack, let's stack the team, and let's get Brady back for one more." Bill Belichick can get his wins. They kind of because re- I do think I do think, and I and I heard this that they. Base after the after the Tampa Bay Patriots game last year in New England, 
Uh, Belichick and Tom Brady basically made amends in the locker room there when they talked for 45 minutes or however long it was. And I don't know. Is their selfishness now kind of put to the side? And are they now both able to realize that they do need each other? And at least for Brady, I think Brady's realizing that he needs somebody who he's familiar with, somebody that knows him to be able to win. And so... Could that be a possibility whether Brady goes to Josh McDaniels and the Raiders or comes back here to New England with Billy O'Brien and, and Bill Belichick? Well, those two possibilities are open. I mean, the, the Raiders the Raiders have a quarterback open. I know in the last few games, Stidham did great for your former Patriot, who was supposed to take over for, 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 for Brady, supposedly. But but um, but they, they, got, they have an opening there. And then it's just a question of, how much more of Mac Jones do they want to put up with? I mean, his attitude. I mean, it's in the papers and all that. It's in all that that he's just he's just not a pleasant person to be around. Right. You know? Him and Joe Judge for that. that. I think he is. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah absolutely. Right. And 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 I and I and you know I think Judge should be gone along with Patricia. I don't think either one of them should be here. That's that's just me. I think they should start fresh. You know, but yeah, I think it's po- I think it's possible. You know, it, it's interesting. Uh, Matt Patricia's uh, contract is done um, from the Panthers or the Lions, rather the Lions. You know, he, he doesn't have his yeah. contract with the Lions anymore. That just expired at you know this year, and so now if yeah. he wants to stay on with New England, New England's going to have to pay him and do that. Yeah, and I think with the hiring of Gerard Mayo as the assistant coach. Um, apparently Gerard Mayo was in on all the interviews as well for the offensive coordinator, um, getting groomed by Belichick, basically. Why would Matt Patricia want to stay if they're basically saying, hey, Gerard Mayo's the next guy up? Good point. Good point. And I'll, and, I, and, I'll say, and, I'll say, and I'll say one thing, too, on the offensive side of the ball. With the final four groups that were in, that were in the championships on Sunday, there's one thing the, all of their offense have had. They were explosive, all of them. But they had a number one receiver. Joe Burrow could throw to Jamar Chase. Now they were familiar with themselves from LSU, okay? And, and then and then um, uh, Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes. I would think Travis Kelsey is his number one receiver, a tight end, probably the best tight end in the game right now. And then you got Philadelphia, who had who had Devontae Smith from Alabama guy that Jalen Hurts had to throw to, and San Francisco. I would say had Debo 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 Samuel. You know, and the good thing about him was he could he could get take a handoff and get a receiving net. So now the question becomes: Is should they go all in for DeAndre Hopkins? I say yes. I think this team needs a spark. I'm not Jacoby Myers. I like him. He can catch the ball. He's a number two guy. You know, he as far as I'm concerned. And I think what we need to do is I think the tight ends were underutilized this year. I think Hunter Henry and Juno John Smith are much better than how they were used. Matt Patricia and Joe Judge misused those two. So, when I, so I think under Billy O'Brien, I think we're going to see them sell. I do. But again, they need that number one guy that can go deep and, 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 and catch a 40 to 50 yarder. And, and they, don't, they don't have that right now on this team. They don't have it. Right. They don't have that Randy Moss or Antonio Brown right now. Right. You know, or even Julian Edelman. So they don't have that. They need that. And by the way, Julian Edelman says it all the time. The only the only situation in which he comes back to the NFL 
is if it, he comes back to New England and it's, and it's the right situation. I mean, I, I think that only right hey, situation is, is if Brady goes back. That, that for would him. Be it. That would be the story book ending right there. You know, and not just that, but maybe Gronk comes back and now you get three good tight ends. There you go. You know, I mean, it's a possibility. They have the possibility if they want to, they they can absolutely contend for a Super Bowl next year if they bring all the parts back together. You know, I hate to talk about it because it's most likely not going to happen, but it is something interesting right, to take right. into consideration. Gives us, Gives us hope, but I think, but I think getting Billy O'Brien, I think he was the hottest offensive coach on the on the on the on the on the on the, on the um, market right now. So yep. So I think by getting him is a positive sign. So hopefully now they start making good decisions. Now that the salary cap's gone up, Pat's up with those right now $34 million to spend. So hopefully they'll use that to do that. One last thing before I'll go. Got to announce it. Friday, Red Sox truck day down at Fort Myers. So we're getting ever closer. Yo, I'll talk about the Sox next week but, but after the Super Bowl. But, uh, you know, but uh, things are looking up for the Patriots. Let's just hope they continue. All righty, Derwin. Thank you as always. I appreciate it. Good, good to talk to you, my man. All right. Thank you. All right, so there's uh, Derwin there for you with a uh, with a few takes uh, on the on the Patriots situation uh, moving forward. Uh, Red Sox truck day on Friday, uh, so lots lots happening, uh, you know, here in in the in, in sports and all this stuff. Uh, some updates, some updates. Uh, Brock Purdy suffered a torn UCL that will sideline him six months. Also, he is seeking second medical opinions about whether he needs surgery per source. 49ers are recommending surgery, but no decisions yet. These are all tweets from Adam Schefter, insider at ESPN. Uh, I'll look at the 49ers quarterbacks because the 49ers are another place that Tom Brady uh, has said to be connected to. Kind of grew up with, you know, grew, grew up there. His parents live there. You know, why not finish there? And so here's the quarterback situation. Their number one quarterback, Trey Lance, fractured his fibula and had uh, ligament damage that required two surgeries on his ankle. I don't know if I, I'm assuming he'll be good to be back, you know, in the in the coming year. Jimmy Garoppolo, second string quarterback, suffered a broken foot in December and is now a free agent. Brock Purdy has a torn UCL that will sideline him for six months. So, seems like everything is lining up for Mr. Brady in, in 49ers in, at San Francisco. But it's the question if San Fran wants to do that. I wouldn't be surprised if that does happen, though. Anyways, have about a little more than 20 minutes left here on the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack uh, College Radio WMCK. If you'd like to call in, 978 296 3245. That's 978 296 3245. Lots to talk about today. Uh, you know, conference championship weekend. Uh, the Eagles beating the 49ers, the Chiefs beating the Bengals, the Bruins losing three straight games in a row, the Celtics losing three straight games in a row until they beat the Los Angeles Lakers there uh, on Saturday night. Uh, with that, let's go to Bill from the car. Bill, what's going on? Bill, you there? Harrison. Hey, what's going on? Happy Monday. 
Thank you. Um, looking at the team from yesterday, and you look at where those teams are at and versus what the Patriots teams are at, it looks like the Patriots have a long way to go. It sure does. It sure does. But like I was kind of talking about with, with Derwin, you know, if, you know, Bill, do you, what do you, what do you say to all this talk about the possibility of, so it looked like Bill just dropped. So call us back, Bill, 978-296-3245. Um, but again, the question about, you know, do you entertain the Patriots bringing Tom Brady back? All right, Bill, you there? Yeah, I must have lost him in a bad area. Sorry. All right. Um, Anyways, I was gonna I was gonna say to you, if you're Bill Belichick, yeah, at the draft, who are you gonna pick in the first round? Who's your first round pick? You know, as far as need of position, I think I think you you have to think of you know who you're gonna throw to, or you know offensive line. Yeah, I would agree with that. I so. See them get a stud receiver, and then get a free agent. Now, as far as DeAndre Hopkins, he's not coming here. Him and Bill O'Brien butted heads in te- in um, in Texas, and that I, I don't I don't see him coming here. Do you? I, I don't know. I think it's a possibility. I don't know if you saw the comments by uh, Tom Brady or not, though, but he was asked about, you know, the Bill O'Brien situation and everything and basically said how, you know, he he likes Bill O'Brien. He respects him a lot, um, and he's a coach that wants what you want, and that's to win. And, yeah, you might butt heads some, sometimes. You might not hear the, you know, might, might not hear the stuff you want to hear, but, you know, he'll tell you the truth. And so I know this uh, this generation is sure as heck staring away from that type of coaching and that type of life advice. But I don't know, Bill. I, you know what? What do I? What, what do you say to the thoughts of Tom Brady coming back um, with the help of Bill O'Brien being signed here as the offensive coordinator? Well, I, I'll never say never, but I, I doubt it. You know, I think the top two spots for him, Vegas with Josh Daniels, and then I think the San Francisco option just opened up yesterday. It seems it seems like that, and it seems like the Miami Dolphins uh, dropped out because uh, yes. I guess there were there were comments today that basically they're sticking with Tua Tagovailoa uh, as their quarterback for the time being. However. What's interesting with that, Bill, is I don't know if Tua Tagovailoa will ever play another snap of football in his life. I don't know if he should uh, due to the head injuries that he's gotten and in the, in the concussions that he's gotten. Well, I think they're going to give him another season next year, and if he continues to have concussion issues, most likely his career will be done. Yeah, so it's interesting to see what you know what happens as as you know as far as that. Um, so, well, who do you like in the Super Bowl to win the Super Bowl? I like the I, I honestly like the Chiefs. I do. I you know I was I was fortunate enough to be at the Super Bowl that the Patriots 
uh, lost to the Eagles too, and that fly Eagles fly is just cemented in, in, into my head, and it stinks. It stunk then, still stinks. So I, I, I don't want them to win. Bring on the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I think I actually like I like Philly. I think Philly's going to win that game. I think they they are the most healthy. Yeah, it's true. I mean, Patrick Mahomes sure is at 100%, you know, and uh, a high ankle sprain, same injury that Mac Jones had and and same injury lots of players have. That that sidelines them for at least a few weeks and he was back in 8 days. And so Now, do you think the refs should have kept his flag in the pocket at the end of that game? I do. I do. I think it was ticky-tack. I think it was ticky-tack. It was just a high impact. And you think of it, like, you have to think oh. about that stuff. And, you know, people people will argue and say, oh, well, you know, yeah, it's a, like, the, like the LeBron James situation Saturday night. Um, you know, you go from, you go from, you know, is that a foul? Yeah. But is that a foul in which somebody should be sent to the free throw line to win the game? No, I don't think so. You know, in that situation, I don't think it should be called a foul. Um, not only that, but, you know, I, and I talked about this too, you know, that, that was also a travel that they didn't call. So in my eyes, those are like offsetting penalties in the NFL. And, you know, that's it. You move on. So... That's kind of my take on, on like the whole LeBron James, Jason Tatum situation there. Um, but to go back to the Patrick Mahomes penalty, you know, I, 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 I don't I think the ref should have kept his, his flag in his pocket because a team's gonna win on a you know on, on that type of a penalty, you know, to put the team all of a sudden into field goal position and now they can kick a forty five yard field goal to win. And now don't get me wrong, a forty five yard field goal isn't a gimme by any means. But by professionals, it usually is. And so, it's just, I don't know. There were a lot of bad calls made in that game, and I think that was one of them, Bill. Agreed. Agreed. I think it all works out at the end of the day there. So, but I think I, I think the ref should have kept it in his pocket. There. That, that impacted that game too much. Yeah, big time. Big time. All right, well, keep up the good work, Harrison. Thank you, Bill. season, we'll be here before you know it. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you. Take care. All right, so there's uh, Bill from the car for you with a few takes uh, on the Patriots, a uh, few takes on the on the game yesterday and what set up the Super Bowl finale in two weeks on February 12th in Arizona. It's going to be the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Cincinnati, or Cincinnati Bengals, geez. The Philadelphia Eagles versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Hey, a little interview came out here uh, between Andre Iguodala and Peyton Pritchard. Let me just read this through you. Andre asked Peyton Pritchard, walk me through the next five or ten years for yourself. Peyton Pritchard responds, obviously after I'm done here, after this year, I'd like to look be a part of a bigger role a little bit. Igudola, you should want that. Pritchard, I definitely do. It's obviously what I work for. I think that's what Brad and them know too. We've had that discussion, but a bigger role. I want to be part of a winning culture 
but I want to also help that, be a really big piece of that. I'm not saying it's the best player on the team, but I don't know what my future holds unless I can take that next step. I don't know what is what it is in five or ten years, but I just want to look back and know that I put my best foot forward. I put all the work in so whatever happens, I can live with as long as I did it, did it my way. That's the most important thing for me. So very interesting situation there with Peyton Pritchard and the Boston Celtics as the Celtics have a team option for Peyton Pritchard next year. And that sure doesn't seem too, uh, too confident by any means that we'll be, we'll be seeing him again uh, here in Boston. Anyways, have about a little less than 10 minutes left here on the show. I can probably squeeze in a call or two, 978-296-3245. That's 978-296-3245. You're listening to the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack College Radio, WMCK. So like I've, uh, like I've been talking about all show, lots to talk about the Bruins and how are they going to respond after a three-game losing streak how can the Celtics respond after a three-game losing streak and winning a game against the Los Angeles Lakers? Should have that Los Angeles Lakers game be as close as, of, of a game as it was, considering how out of it it seems the Lakers are? Take all those things in, in, into consideration. So, you know, like I said, Bruins, uh, Bruins still, you know, best... Best uh, best record in hockey, thirty eight and seven. So, of course, you know NHL goes by points, and they have eighty one points. And the closest to them are the Maple Leafs at seventy. So, and even going, and even um, you know, so it's just you know something to something to think about there. Uh, Celtics, they're still. They're still in first place as well at 36 and 15, but the 76ers are creeping up at 32 and 16. By the way, shout out to uh, WMCK guest, um, or rather, or rather, um, not WMCK guest, but uh, MCS guest uh, on Methuen Community Studios in Merrimack Valley Public Radio, George Niang. Is really picking up his uh, his speed uh, as the season uh, continues, and just something interesting is um, the Celtics will end up meeting George Niang and the 76ers Wednesday, February eighth in Boston. So that's obviously a week away. So looking forward for the season though Wednesday night. They play the Brooklyn Nets at home, and then they play the Suns at home on Friday. Then they'll go away and play the Detroit Pistons on Monday. And then, like I said, that 76ers game Wednesday at 7.30 in Boston. So interesting stretch down the road here um, for the for the Celtics. So... Um, anyways, it's definitely, definitely going to be interesting for both. And more... The you know the the Celtics you know won that game so they're out of that losing streak but it, it's got I've, I've been saying this all year it's how these teams are going to respond after having these winning streaks after having such a good record and how they're going to be able to continue it and you know are, you know how are they able to respond and so 
The Bruins, a three-game losing streak so far. It certainly can continue. I hope it doesn't, but they play the Maple Leafs Wednesday night and then the Capitals uh, on Saturday. So definitely an interesting you know, situation. And, and I, I misspoke earlier. I said the All-Star game. It's going to be between that Maple Leafs game and the Capitals game. So Maple Leafs game is on Wednesday, February 1st. The next game after that is against the Capitals on February 11th. So interesting uh, situation there for the Bruins. And, you know, they definitely want to win this win this game on Wednesday night uh, against the Maple Leafs. That way they go into the All-Star break winning instead of being on a four-game losing streak. So something to take into uh, consideration there. Anyways, that's going to be about do it for me here on the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack College Radio WMCK. As always, thank you to all my listeners and callers uh, for calling in and and supporting the show. And uh, for day-to-day hourly updates, you can always follow me on Twitter at HarrisonChase5. That's HarrisonChase5 on Twitter. I will see you all next week on the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack College Radio WMCK. Sports Talk with Harrison Chase, Mondays at 5, only on WMCK 100.5.